Magic Without Fears, Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. Without Fears, Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. This is my continuation of the out-of-print work, High Magic, How to Turn Your Lead into Gold by my dear friend, Arissa Victor, a.k.a. the famous Granny Rainbow. I was talking with her the other day in the garden and I showed her the first recording I did, and she was so overwhelmed and pleased that I <clears throat> said I should finish the rest of it of her out-of-print book because she's very sad it can't be reprinted or that those who are in charge of it won't. Um, and she also, due to vascular dementia, um, has sometimes forgets what she's written and likes to get to hear it again and doesn't mind my comments whatsoever. I miss uh, teaching our magic classes t- together every Monday as we used to do before uh, COVID happened. and So, Granny Rainbow, for when you do listen to this, we all love you. You're amazing. And uh, let's talk about alchemy, or as she called it, Chapter 6, Alchemy. Quote, My studies of alchemy may seem obscure and baffle many people, but taken symbolically, the symbolic gold of great worth or the transforming philosopher's stone, Lapis Philosophorum, hunted for centuries by the alchemist, is to be found in man. Carl Gustav Jung, Psychology and Alchemy. In ancient times, man meant all human beings. In this statement, Dr. Jung refers to the human person, female or male, who has succeeded in becoming most that person's self represented by the crown of Ipsissimus at the top of the Tree of Life, page 18. Jung named this achievement individuation. From the writings and artwork he left in his occult diary, The Red Book, and by his personal demeanor in his later years, it would appear that Carl Jung did find the gold of great worth, the true self of the sages. Lapis Philosophorum is Latin for Philosopher's Stone. In England, the first Harry Potter book was entitled Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, while in America it was marketed as Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I love that she makes that note. A lot of people don't realize it, actually. I mean, most of us in the occult world noticed right away, but a lot of lay people don't realize that. 
So that's really great that she noticed that right away and included it in in uh, one of her last books. Her, of course, final, final book, Tarot for Self-Realization, which is really her opus, is still unpublished. I have a copy here, and I've been trying to help her with that, but there are forces at play that are not necessarily easy to overcome when it comes to that. Certainly not to do with my ability to pump out material, as you all know. Anyway, um, it's interesting, the changing of that title. It's, I always saw the changing of Philosopher's Stone to Sorcerer's Stone as sort of a, a dumbing down of it for the American audience. Um, it definitely made it easier for um, some of the fundamentalist Christians to crit critique it, um, which is unfortunate. Uh, of course, the irony of Harry Potter is um, some people critique Harry Potter for its Christian content, and some Christians critique it for its anti-Christian content. So you can't win, like most things these days. Also, I'm going to try and read this slower than I normally do, and that's because Arissa always does comment on the, the rapidity of most people talking online and, and in audio format that she has a hard time listening to. So if anything, we could do this at least a little slower so that she herself could listen to it as she's requested. What a sweetheart. Since a philosopher is a truth seeker, and a sorcerer may have more dubious intentions, do not let the confusion in titles confuse your understanding. Philosophy and magic are not the same. Spiritual alchemists have the distinction of blending the two paths in the form of high magic. In a way, Harry Potter practices the principles of high magic. Although he is not consciously seeking enlightenment, he definitely chooses the higher road of freedom and truth. Harry controls his ego and keeps his mental focus. Sorry for the beeps on my phone. I have to, we're on a 24-hour fire watch, and I have to stay alert in case we have to evacuate quickly from Sonoma County. Harry controls his ego and keeps his mental focus. He is guided from within. His heart leads the way to victory and the highest good for all. No wonder the Harry Potter books and movie series were such a phenomenal success. Or as Jung would probably say, they got the mythology right. There's some Canadian academics who might say that too, eh? Alchemy is a spiritual, psychological, and physical process by which the great work of self-realization is achieved. In the process, the alchemist's ignorant, egoic, leaden, separated states of consciousness are transmuted into the golden light of awakened recognition and unification of one's true self. A master alchemist is completely free in body, mind, and spirit. Fear is the essence of alchemical lead. Fear and worry have the power to multiply and drag a person down into deeper and darker states of anxiety, drowning out the light of life. For a very long time, unenlightened energies have perpetuated fear on this planet, causing wars, disease, racism, poverty, and degradation. A major tool of the leaden energies is violent entertainment. Because of the leaden heaviness of the dark forces, Mother Earth's body was dragged down from fifth dimension to deep third dimension, although her soul stayed up in the fifth. None of this sadly ignorant mentality exists in the fourth dimension, into which Earth is swiftly progressing. After eons of allowing herself to be a school planet, she is returning home. 
Her ascension process will continue until she is back where she started. Along with Earth's renewal comes a great blessing, empowerment for everyone to more easily transmute lead into gold, fear into love. Alchemy, noun, Latin, alchemia, Greek, alchemia, Arabic, alchemia, a pouring together. I'm not sure what Arissa means about uh, fifth dimension, third and fourth, so I'm going to have to ask her when we do a little interview uh, in the next couple of days or whatever. And here we have a diagram of the Chaos Philosophorum um, and the Chalum Philosophorum, alchemical diagram of spiritual gold. In Latin, Chaos Philosophorum is alchemical lead, symbolized in the diagram as dark and heavy chunks of ignorance, and philosophical chaos refers to the confusion and turmoil that occurs on the earth plane when wisdom is absent from mind, from the mind. Chalum philosophorum refers to alchemical gold. Chalum means heaven, sky, glory, height of success. The woman and man in this allegorical situation are standing on clouds. They have risen above chaotic ignorance and are cooperating equally in bringing forth a baby who represents the reborn self. Of course, the self never dies. It is the alchemist's consciousness of the self that is reborn. Beneath the baby, a dead body symbolizes the old way of thinking that died when wisdom entered the mind. Death is a stripping away of all that is not you. The secret of life is to die before you die and find that there is no death. Eckhart Tolle, 1965 to present, The Power of Now. <laughs> used to hang out at my seminary's bookstore all the time. He always seemed very lonely when we talked to him, but uh, nice enough guy. Between the body and the baby, there flies a phoenix, a symbol of the Scorpio force that rises in the alchemist's body and mind during success in alchemy. Underneath the vessel in which magical transformation has taken place, a fire had been burning in a furnace. We know because of the smoke coming out. That was the fire of desire for self-transformation, which is necessary to the transmutation process. The purifying fire burned away the dross of ego identity and has died down now because the change from one form to another has taken place. The small ego self is dead and the true self is embodied in the alchemist. Crowns, as well as the sun and the moon, shine above the parents of the newborn realized self. Over the holy child we see a magical sigil sprouting flowers, and symbols associated with astrological planets. A great golden crown shines on high as an emblem of the only self. All these symbols depict enlightenment. And most importantly, this whole picture represents a person, any person, who completes the great work of self-realization. For further study, see explanations of the three supernals in the next section. Also, check out the correlations between the symbolism of this alchemical picture and tarot, Major Arcana Key 20, Judgment. <clears throat> I'll provide links below for uh, where you can find used copies of this book. 21st century alchemy does not have to happen the same way it did in the Middle Ages, 
with the laboratory trappings used by the alchemists who, in their quest for enlightenment, also developed chemistry. Today, the alchemical laboratory is the human body. Internally, the spiritualizing process is the same. It just looks different from the outside. Death of egotism still occurs. The female, right brain, and male, left brain, still come into balance and merge as one reborn consciousness. The crowning glory of self-realization still occurs, and nature still sprouts flowers in honor of the high magician. Just to be absolutely clear, this process is the same for any person of any sex, age, race, etc. The process occurs through the whole body, mind, soul. Godlike powers of the self are awakened within because the seeker's personal ego has been transformed into the cosmic ego, the I am, or one self. The truly self-realized person will never harm any part of the self, but rather will be a blessing to all. High magicians usually do not personally act like anything special. Seeing the self reflected everywhere, they are loving, kind, and helpful to everyone without exception. It's actually amazing how much these words echo my mentor Ramsey's own words, almost verbatim, uh, when he was giving us these philosophies after 5-6. Hmm. Really beautiful. Arissa has such a beautiful approach to all of the mysteries and, and it's a very pure-spirited way and that I really appreciate. The divine alchemist, the self, places us in the fires of purification inwardly, the physical mechanics of the medieval alchemist laboratory were actually a blind for the personal quest of the individual. At the same time, the experimenters were discovering chemistry. Some of those who were only trying to transmute physical lead to physical gold stayed on to become chemists, so the world benefited from their quest as well, even though they were inwardly unsuccessful. Ironically, in modern times, chemists have turned lead into gold in small amounts, but the process costs more than the gold was worth. The true alchemists achieved spiritual gold, consciousness of their divine self, without the church realizing that some people were becoming God-realized. These mystics created brotherhoods of truth-seekers. She, of course, has that in quotes because she's a very non-gendered uh, non in her views, but understands the limitations of language without appealing to neologisms, which had to be kept extremely secret on pain of death. Today, during this time of Earth's ascension, the secret is out. You are reading a book that represents victory over control by forces that do not want an enlightened populace. You can say that again. Of course, some souls who awakened through the alchemy were also scientists. Sir Isaac Newton, 1642 to 1727, spent most of his life in solitude, doing all the esoteric alchemical experiments along, right along with his exoteric scientific research. I believe one of the things that we know now about that, though, is, of course, that Newton didn't separate his Kabbalistic and alchemical studies from his scientific thing, the idea that they were separate, I don't think was something they considered was the case, because they didn't 
they were at the limits of human knowledge, and so they were, like jo Dr. John Dee, just pioneering as best they could using mystical approaches to reality because that was the new frontier at the time. Notebooks of his alchemical studies are extant. People thought him an odd duck, but he emerged from his laboratory with his theories of celestial motion, joined the Royal College of Astronomers of that time, and became very wealthy. From the New York Times, October 11, 2010, not only did Newton hammer out the universal laws of motion and gravitational attraction, formulating equations that are still used today to plot the trajectories of space rovers bound for Mars, and not only did he discover the spectral properties of light and invent calculus, Sir Isaac had a whole other full-time career, a parallel intellectual passion that he kept largely hidden from view but that rivaled and sometimes surpassed in intensity his devotion to celestial mechanics. Newton was a serious alchemist. So that's the New York Times ten years ago. Western alchemy began in old Arabia. Alchemical results grant the famous three wishes of Arabian tales, endless witches, the cure for all disease, and victory over death. From the unenlightened perspective, these are trick promises that caused many people to try to turn metallic lead into metallic gold. If they were after money and power, these would-be alchemists could not benefit from high magic. Self-realization was not their goal. Most likely, they did not even know such an undertaking was possible, having been brainwashed and scared out of their wits by the prevailing religious potentates who were burning witches and heretics. The true self was a very well-kept secret. Fortunately for us, those times of mind control through fear, falsehood, and bloodshed are swiftly winding down on planet Earth. I'm not sure if she would say that now, but maybe. I'll ask her tomorrow. Now we may transmute our ego self-led into enlightened self-gold in the laboratory of our own body. However, still now, as then, the less said about what we are doing, the better. The process may be too tempting to the ego that wants to show off and appear to be powerful. High magic happens strictly between the individual and their god-self. Humility is an essential ingredient in the process. Here are the treasures given to one who succeeds in self-realization. 1. Endless Riches True alchemists are granted infinite wealth when they understand that the whole universe is given freely to all. The sought-after gold is illumination. Like the sun, self-realized people give life without wanting anything in return. Like the moon, they receive and reflect light upon all that lives. The world and everything in it shines with glory for those whose true vision has been restored. They see as God sees never-ending life, light, and love in countless unique forms. They feel infinitely rich because the whole limitless world is theirs to enjoy. 2. The Cure for All Disease Successful alchemists realize they are not the body, but rather they are the deathless self appearing to live in a body. 
The body may seem to be ill, but the self is eternally whole and perfect. The appearance of illness in the lower dimensions is understood as the outpicturing of personal choices made by individuals. From the perspective of the self, nothing is ever wrong. Everything is perfect, and there are beneficent reasons for all that occurs in holographic, what we call physical, worlds. That being said, high magic is healthy medicine for anyone's body, mind, and soul. 3. Victory over death. Successful spiritual alchemists are freed from death because they understand they are divine. They realize their form may change, but they can never cease to be. Even when the earthly body comes to its natural end, one who is completely merged with the self may choose to retain the body. Examples are Jesus, Mother Mary, and Saint Germain in the West, and Buddha, Krishna, and Babaji, Babaji in the East, who have appeared to many aspirants over the course of centuries. Note, Jesus learned alchemy in Egypt and yoga in India. And then there's a beautiful drawing, which I believe Arissa Granny Rainbow drew, with the words of a torch with a heart in it and ageless wisdom written in the flames above the torch. And underneath it says, You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Jesus. And one of the best things about her high magic book is she takes all the practical bits and just puts them in a little how-to page at the end of each chapter, which is just delightful since so many occultists feel the need to um, often obscure or over-exaggerate the the intricacies of, of practices that can, as she demonstrates, often be said in one or two sentences. How to practice spiritual alchemy. Study the diagram at the beginning of this chapter. Read the description and internalize the process. Feel your way into the experience behind the words. Stoke the fire of your desire to live in freedom as your true self. Next. Learn to recognize when you are in a lead or chaos state. When that happens, go into your heart and beam light from there all through your body and your aura. White light is recommended. Next. Learn to recognize when you are in a gold or heavenly state. When that happens, let your grateful heart bless the path of return and bless all beings everywhere. Golden white light is recommended. Next. Intuition means inner teacher. Pay close attention to your intuitions and insights. Although you want to develop a discerning mind, you cannot think your way to enlightenment. Use your intellect to focus on whatever messages you are sensing from your inner teacher self. Do not try to explain everything to your mind or with your mind. The mind must be guided by the all-knowing, transcendent self. Next. Keep focused on what you want. Do not be distracted by energies that would lure you off the path. You want to be as awake and attentive as possible. Keeping one's attention steady is an important part of the great work. 
as exemplified by the magician of the tarot. Next. The whole world is a magical hologram. You create your experiences by your thoughts, words, and deeds, which cycle around and return to you as people, events, and things in your life. Look at your life for the truth of this occult teaching. Look until you see. Next. Always keep some part of your focus on your physical body, because body awareness only happens in the present moment. Don't be lured off into the past or future, which are imaginary states. Hmm. Lastly, alchemical transformation happens in the body as well as in the psyche, intellect, and spirit. Spiritual work you do in your waking state is built into your body when you sleep. Take good care of your physical vehicle and be sensitive to the process of physical refinement, that is, alchemy. That has been Arissa Victor, the famous Granny Rainbow on alchemy from her book High Magic. She, of course, was the protege of Jason Lauderham, the famous protege of Paul Foster Case, and gained many wisdoms and teachings from her lifelong study with both of those fellows. She is, as she always reminds me, not a hippie. She's a beatnik, because indeed, she was indeed a real beatnik from that era. Um, to be continued. Oh, I believe you can, if not find links below um, that I have dug up, you can also find her books, High School Astrology, uh, Thursday Night Tarot Class, which is an amazing book on the conversation she had for decades with Jason Lauderhand, um, and uh, some other works of hers. Hopefully we'll get her Tarot for Self-Realization out before I have to leave here, because sadly, as we, she and I are quite aware, we won't see each other again once I go, given life and age. But I don't think our friendship will ever end. It's one of those eternal ones that is alchemically immortal in spirit. So well, for when you listen to this, Arissa, I love you. You're amazing. You're definitely the best thing I've seen since I've uh, been down here this year. Peace. Hi, I'm Granny Rainbow. Thanks for listening to my friend Frater R.C. read from my out-of-print book, High Magic, How to Turn Your Lead into Gold. Hermetic Science Enterprises is a publishing company based in Scotland, UK, that specializes in Western esoteric printed literature as well as educational videos. With various imprints under its belt, its roster consists of grimoire tradition literature, alchemical works, Golden Dawn tradition books, and the several texts and videos originally belonging to the philosophers of nature. Besides its downloadable videos and standard hardcover edition books, Hermetic Science Enterprises also produces beautiful and precious limited fine edition books that are true pieces of art. For more information to order any of its products, please visit www.hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk. That's hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk. And as a lot of you know, I've uh, talked with the publisher Lenny on the podcast before, including a six-hour epic uh, extended version on the Patreon. And uh, 
seen the fine edition of his new grimoire of Scott's Discovery of Witchcraft, which is only available for purchase up to 50 limited copies uh, till the end of May, I believe. So check it out now, hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk.